Rocket Soccer News For insight that excels For expert analytics You better go somewhere else Portland Betting Soccer Podcast Enjoy it now cause it probably won't last Patches, poop, they cover it all They'll discuss everything except football Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Cool. Yeah. Welcome to episode 68, season 3, episode 24, to the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. My name is Jonathan, and I'm coming to you from Randy's grave in Cannon Beach, Oregon. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um... What? I don't understand that comment, but uh, I'm also coming from Northeast Portland. I'm coming from um, Josh. Hi. I'm going to be in um, Westland, Oregon. I'll be in Cannon Beach tomorrow. Uh, this is Greg in Northwest Portland. Jonathan, what are we talking about today? Today? Oh my goodness, we're going to record, which has been almost a month. And I think that's probably beneficial for a lot of people. But... We are going to have a World Cup update with special guest Rocky. Rocky. Oh my God, Rocky. That's me. I'm Rocky coming to you from Southeast Portland. (laughs) (laughs) Don't speak unless spoken to. Yeah, you shut your your mouth, Rocky. Welcome Um, to my guest appearance. We are going to talk about some Timbers and some Thorns news that's happened over the past month. And then we got some random stuff to talk about in terms of MLS and NWSL. But it was uh, it's it's been a long time. So I think we're all happy to be to be on the phone together or on the Zencaster. Eagle eared longtime listeners will recognize Rocky from the COVID Cup backyard sessions. And from the live recording at Goal. Oh, oh yeah, when uh, Corey tried to sell him a kit. Uh, Randy, <laughs> not yeah. just a kit. He sold me a mannequin. Did you Wait, actually buy the mannequin? Oh, yeah, I bought the mannequin. <laughs> His did name you is clean it off? and he lives in my hallway. <laughs> did you clean it off before you installed it? In <laughs> it's probably covered in pour. Oh, yeah. Did it come with the flashlight? <laughs> I love you, Corey. Hey. All right. So, um, this we have uh, some international football news. And so, of course, you're all um, excited to hear that uh, the Championship League started up again this weekend and Burnley beat Queens Park Rangers 3-0. <laughs> to zero. Correct? Oh, is, that, wow. is that on everybody's mind? Is that the international yeah, soccer league? news? Championship. The uh, uh, that's what everybody was waiting to hear from. Uh, yeah, that's why I actually was waiting for those Burnley for updates. Form, yeah. Former Burnley update. Formerly former Burnley striker scored two goals in a game World Cup match against Argentina. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, we're going to talk about a world, the World Cup, and we're not here to talk about necessarily games and scores and things like that. But this is going to be the experiential sort of what's it like to go to 
the World Cup. Um, we have Rocky and Jonathan, who both went there. And uh, my first question is uh, to both you guys. Um, it's a two-parter. What is it like to have no soul? And did your parents raise you to be horrible human beings? Or was that something that you learned? Um, actually, in the follow-up is where were you guys? Where were both of you guys on January 6, 2021? <laughs> I mean, Rocky, I'll let you go first. Um, I blame 9-11 for losing my soul. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was 11 years old. It was soccer practice. It was one of my first salient memories. Really? Yeah. You don't have any memories from before you were 11 years old? Well, no. no. Okay, I have some memories. But... <laughs> one of my most prominent salient memories of childhood. Oh, okay. Um, what, were you guys watching television during soccer? Pro- I don't know, I'm confused. No, I was at soccer practice talking to one of my teammates about it. Oh, okay. So, about uh, when did you... yeah, about 9 11. <laughs> All right, cool. Way to make it weird. <laughs> uh, when Jonathan, um, let's see, okay, Rocky, how long were you there for? I was there for uh, 18 days. 18 days. So How many long. matches did you see? 21. Holy cow. Uh, when did you first decide that you were going to go to the World Cup? Uh, it was back in February, I think. It was right after the draw when it, we found out the U.S. would be playing uh, England, Iran, and Wales. I thought those were... Didn't happen until June. No big deal. <laughs> how... Um, how... T- so how was it hard to get tickets or what? First of all, how did you get like three weeks of work off? Um, well, uh, that was pretty easy. I just didn't take any vacations during the pandemic and uh, saved it all up for like two and a half years. Um, and uh, tickets, um, I got a bunch of the tickets through the FIFA lotteries Um and then picked up a few extras um, once we were on the ground in Qatar. And it turned out the real play would have been to get one ticket, show up at the tournament, and then buy tickets day of the matches. Because there were tons of tickets flying back and forth um, on resale platforms um, the day of the match that were um, a lot better tickets than the ones that I got through the lottery. How many migrant workers did you murder to get your tickets? I personally didn't murder any, um, but I did uh, encounter some while I was there who were working in hospitality. They were very nice. Did you at least beat them? No. Yes. I I thanked them them for replacing a broken air conditioning unit. Uh, In your your unit, your housing unit? Yes, in my shipping container. Yes. It's about the shipping containers. Is that actually... I, this is where I have the biggest questions because while me and Rocky were there at the same time and messaging each other the entire time we overlapped, we never hung out. And this is going to be my first question when I met up with him was, what on earth was that like? Oh, man. The the shipping containers were a um, – they were a wild experience. Um, they were – they had everything you needed, you know, a bed, a shower, a toilet. Um, and an AC unit, which worked well enough 
during the the night and the early morning, um, but the middle of the day it was a hot box. Um, but I wasn't ever there um, except to sleep. Um, it wasn't a bad experience. The hospitality was excellent. Um, when my AC unit did break, which was horrifying, um, they replaced it within like. 20 minutes they just brought a new one over everything was like modular you know like it was just put together in a very replaceable way um and you could tell they were just going to break down these shipping containers at the end of the tournament and and send them back to the ships turn them back into shipping containers um was there like a was there a fifa 7-eleven like hmm? what did you like how do you get a water Okay, so um, this was strategic. My buddy John, um, who booked these shipping containers for he and I for our stay, um, he picked this um, location out of the four or five because it was right next to a giant mall, which had a grocery store and everything in it, uh, the Mall of Qatar. I spent more time at that mall than I ever spent at a mall in my childhood. <laughs> how, how, how big was your neighborhood of shipping containers? Like how many units? Um, I think there were, there were probably like 500 units wow. total. Um, what, what's, let's hear about the, is it, first of all, shocker that your living experience, your lodging and accommodations did not overlap with Jonathan's at all. <laughs> Yeah, Jonathan had a five star experience. I had a I had a balling on a budget experience. <laughs> give us give us a little bit of contrast. Uh, what were your uh, living situation? What was your living quarters like, Jonathan? So we stayed at. This is actually really funny because we stayed in the the West Bay or whatever the hell it's called. It's where all the skyscrapers are, and it's very beautiful. And when I was picking That's the East hospital, Bay. East Bay. Um, Whatever the bay is, it, we were picking the hotels, and one of the ones that we could pick was the Intercontinental Doha, the city, and it had amazing reviews. It looked really good, and there were other hotels. It was like the Marriott Marquis. We're going, ah, fuck it. Like, that's whatever. Like, well, we stay at those all the time. Let's try this one and see what happens. And we ended up having uh, the Ambassador Suite. Uh, which has two bathrooms in it, which were both very nice. Um, I, don't, Brad, I don't know if you want to have the ambassador suite at a, in a <laughs> Middle Eastern country. Like yeah, I know. Right? Jamal Khashoggi or whatever suite. Yeah, it's fine. It's really casual, casual drop of murder. That's pretty good. Um, the it was it was it was a very nice hotel, although it was definitely older and the Marriott Marquis, which was even cheaper across the street that we could have booked was brand new and ultra modern, but it was kind of fun given the circumstances. So we get into our hotel room and there is legit an ashtray in the hotel room. And I'm just going, yeah, it's like, what is going on? It felt like, have you guys seen the movie Argo with Ben Affleck? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When he goes to Iran and he stays in the hotel, he's staying in a very nice hotel room, but it looks like it was built in North Korea. That's exactly what it felt like. So we were in a very nice hotel. That was clearly the first hotel in downtown Doha. Um, uh, For the record, 
it's still at a very lavish bar. Like it was a very nice room. The air conditioning worked the entire time. I didn't have to call anyone to come fix it for me. No big <laughs> deal. Uh, there was still room service with booze, and oh. uh, we had we had an outdoor balcony off of our hotel room, which is on the forty sixth floor, by the way. The I the it was great, but I would not recommend sitting outside. And Rocky, if you remember the first the couple days of the tournament when it started, it was super windy and mm-hmm. that balcony felt like it was going to be a death trap. But it was very nice. And people who are poor like Rocky don't even get to come inside. They they block them right at the door, uh, which is really helpful for keeping out the riffraff. There, there are RFID chips. Don't let them in. <laughs> Yeah. So what was it swank like spending the same amount of money at a hotel in the United States? Yeah, like if you were um no, we spent a lot of money. Um and it just because it was all about the overall experience of quote unquote hospitality and kind of similar to Rocky, we had games that we had pre-booked leading up to this. And then right before we were getting ready to come to to just the Middle East in general, we went to Abu Dhabi first. I saw the resale website starting to pick up even through FIFA and through FIFA, you couldn't mark up the price. It was still face value. So I grabbed two extra games, which were England, Iran, and then Belgium versus Canada. And we had 100 level seating in really good seats. It didn't have hospitality, so I couldn't drink a beer there, but who cares? Uh, And the tickets were like only like 150 bucks a ticket. It was not crazy. So getting back to alcohol, I, so I was, I thought that stuff, I thought it was just not allowed in the country at all, but it, that's no, not true. at Saudi Arabia is hard. No on alcohol. There's nowhere to get it. Uh, in like the United Arab Emirates, you can get it. And then in, uh, Qatar, you can also get it. Like if any, like I've flown Qatar airlines and like it's full of really good booze and, they have a duty free where you can buy booze on your way out of the country. You just can't bring it in. And then the places where you can get booze are limited, but readily available. I mean, Rocky, I would love to hear what your experience was in terms of acquiring booze. Oh, What's the yeah. point of um, buying booze on the way out of the country? Because you can get it for cheap with no tax. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Rocky, let's hear it. Yeah, so um, I was kind of in a unique position uh, with that whole issue because I don't drink, um, so it didn't affect me. But um, I, my buddy John, um, there were a couple occasions where he wanted to go find um, a beer. And um, if you don't go looking for it, you won't find it, but it's pretty easy to find if you if you want to find it um just google any hotel they'll have a bar or two or three um and we went and found like an irish pub at <laughs> a, a best western or something <laughs> quotations it, irish it pub was, oh my god it was so we found close. a kells inside of a best western yeah they, they, they <laughs> allow smoking in the bars and so mm. it was like i was transported back to you know 1995 um that's amazing and, uh, tell us more exactly. about the the malls i want to hear about that mall oh well, i, I want to 
Before you go to the mall, I want to finish the booze conversation because that was a big point of contention where it was, you know, they started announcing like, hey, we're going to we're going to move the the beer zones at the stadiums. They're still going to be there. blah blah. blah. And then two days before they're like, fuck it, no beer. And just for reference, the beer was only Budweiser in Corona. It wasn't like it was some like 30 tap you know, list of whatever. I don't, I don't need to drink Budweiser, but three of the five games we went to, we had hospitality seats. And so we could drink at those matches at the games and the, like the Lucille stadium, those lounges were not in the stadium. They were outside, but it was like, you know, with Argentina, Saudi Arabia, it was a ton of people. And so we got to drink a ton of Budweiser. And then for, uh, you know, two of the other matches, same thing, but it, it really, it, it wasn't a problem to get booze. And we went the night that we got to Doha, the night of the Qatar uh, Ecuador match, we went to Nobu Sushi and I drank enough cocktails to uh, make anyone drunk. And then we went to the USA party at the Budweiser bar, which is literally called the Budweiser bar in Doha at a hotel and proceeded to drink more. Got pretty fucking wasted and then still walked home to our hotel like it wasn't a problem it was just it got blown up in the media because it was clear that fifa wasn't in control where it's Uh. like that was the whole point leading up to it was like okay we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and then it was just it showed a lack of control by fifa and then like brought in like you know are you scared of anything else back to the malls well, well, let's let's expand on that a little bit. I mean, there were issues beforehand in the in the couple of days before where there was like random journalists showing up and getting hassled by security for having cameras and things like that. So for being a lot for doing things that they were allegedly allowed to 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 be doing. It, this is also leading into my next question for Rocky and his experience was. What was your experience like with security going to all those matches? Because we went to five and like for the record, like every match you're going through multiple rounds of security, metal detectors, uh, looking in your bag and and so on. And they're the same like morality police who were looking to make sure you're not wearing anything offensive or Uh, what they Grant Wall wore the rainbow shirt. What about you? You said you were going to wear the hat. Did you? Uh, I did not wear the hat, but I wore the Belgium love kit, which got banned, or at least parts of it got banned by the the Belgian players, and no one even like blinked an eye at me. No one gave a shit. But I think it was honestly, this is my interpretation of one security guard terrorist. Yeah. Well, like one security guard, as soon as gates open in the beginning, they don't care. But by the time they're annoyed and an hour into it, because the gates open three hours before games, it was we've had other experiences where they took out everything from my bag and they're like, what's this? I was like, Mm -hmm. it's a fucking phone. Like, what do you like? What does it look like? Um, But like, Rocky, what did what was your experience with that? Yeah, um, I had uh, I mean, there were a lot of different experiences. depending on, you know, which security guard you got. Um, they, uh, sometimes they pulled everything out of my little bag to make sure I didn't have anything, uh, with, with messaging they didn't like. Um, they took away some snacks that I had. (laughs) Um, Uh, you're going to have to elaborate on the snacks. Were they queer snacks? Gummy bears that I was going (laughs) to, that I wanted to eat. Cause they were full of weed. No, 
But yeah, no. Um, okay. the, the security. They confiscated your sugar-free gummy bears. Like yeah, no no food or drink. Uh, oh okay. Yeah. Um. And uh. Yeah, I I never. I brought a no pity scarf into the stadium a couple times, um, and they would look at it and make sure that it didn't have anything gay on it. Um, and one time they actually sent a picture of the words on it to like a supervisor and had me stand around while they waited for a response. Hmm. Are you uh, shitting me? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, but they let that guy that? in with the Sounders jersey. Did you see that? Um, yeah. One of the USA games? So, no, uh, no. What Sounders jersey did you wear? Does it matter? It's one of the green shitty Sounders jersey. <laughs> so what um, what, uh, what match was that where they stopped you? Oh, I, I can't remember. It's all a blur now. <laughs> uh, speaking of a blur, Jonathan, uh, you have um, you hold two passports, correct? See. Si. What what countries do you hold passports for? The United States and the United Kingdom. Now, tell me, how on earth did you go to the World Cup? Oh, I knew this was coming. <laughs> and see multiple games and leave before you get to see this match between the two countries that you hold passports for. This is a fair question. And so when we booked the trip... They had not done the draw yet. Like tickets were on sale and you could get whatever. And so it was saying it's going to be like match one or match two. And you just submit and you get whatever you get. No big deal. Yeah. You see what happens. And then they do the group draw and you're like, fuck. Okay. Uh, And once that happened and they released the schedule, we had already booked our flights to leave for Amman on Thursday and UK versus US was on Friday. Now, Brianna was already extremely reluctant to do a World Cup specific trip. So we had to add in some history and culture to said trip. <laughs> and uh, that was, do we go to Israel? Do we go to Jordan? And we ended up picking Jordan because she wanted to go to the Dead Sea and I wanted to go to Petra. And you can do both from uh, Jordan and skip another border crossing. And when they announced the draw, I was like, damn it. Uh, and I'm thinking, like, is there any way that we could stay another day in Doha and make that work? And there just there isn't there wasn't enough time. And so it was definitely frustrating. However, I am glad I got to go see every team from our you know group stage, which was USA versus Wales and England versus Iran. It was very cool to get to go do that. But. Uh, yeah, that was, I was like, I'm like, maybe we could extend the trip by another day. And I'm like, no, we're already gone for like two weeks. We can't do that. Um, I can tell that Rocky has PTO saved up for a long time, but for me, it's like we have quote unquote unlimited PTO, but we still have a, uh, a boss who's like, if you take more than two weeks, twice a year, you're fucked. Huh? I'm surprised you and your infant. Oh, so, so you're, what you're saying is. Money doesn't solve every problem. Is that what, what I'm hearing? Well, I mean, I could have solved that problem. Money was not the problem. I, I really, uh, I wanted to do it, and there's not an issue to do it. But uh, I, I'm not going to lie. This is part of the, the end of the trip there, where I'm going to say, 
I wouldn't go back to Doha or Abu Dhabi unless there was a World Cup or some other event that I was specifically going to see. I would go back to Jordan tomorrow. Okay. Um, Next question is for Rocky. Go. I was going to say to both of you guys, these apps and stuff, does that sketch you out to buy tickets in another country on i mean what were the apps what were the platforms that they were selling them at uh, it's just on the fifa website they they and have uh, yeah they they have uh did you say a ticket master yes yeah. <laughs> oh, i didn't use yeah i didn't use ticket master for real ticket master no no i was joking oh. no <laughs> <laughs> no they 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 had a like a first come first serve platform where you buy tickets and then they also have their own resale platform where you can upload tickets that you uh, can't use anymore and uh, they'll resell them for you what was the uh, wi-fi situation like uh it was it was great there was free wi-fi everywhere um the shipping containers had wi-fi the subway had wi-fi the mall had wi-fi they had a world-class subway, sandwiches? Su- su- subway system train Ooh. system it was amazing what, I was, the, that what foot, was the temperature long like? tuna. average mm-hmm. during the day uh average temperatures i mean highs were in the mid 80s it was like a portland summer except dry dry and dusty it was the only game that we went to that was ridiculously hot was the argentina versus saudi arabia at lucille stadium and it was the first game of the day Mm -hmm. and where we were sitting was directly in the sun but they were selling those portable fans that you know or you charge with a usb cable and it says like qatar world cup blah 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 um i went straight to the concession stands and i bought those and that saved it but it was it was cold at nighttime i wore like pants and a and a light jacket like it was oh a light uh, jacket yeah a light jacket was it a windbreaker it was kind of like a shell if you guys are familiar with the brand arcteryx if you've ever seen those uh they were very perfect for what they were supposed to be is that is that fancier than members only uh yes and it's the members only for tech bros yeah. yeah, and <laughs> and and Arcteryx is actually not even their richest brand. So go figure. Hey, uh, Rocky, which games did you attend? List them all. List them all, and name every player on the roster. <laughs> Hold on, give me a second. I got a list. Um, I went to a couple of the same ones as Jonathan. Uh, let's see, England versus Iran. USA, Wales, Denmark, Tunisia, France, Australia, Germany, Japan, Belgium, Canada, Switzerland, Cameroon, Wales, Iran, uh, then England, USA, that was a great game, Tunisia, Australia, France, Denmark, Korea, Ghana, that was a great game, Portugal, Uruguay, Iran, USA, Australia, Denmark, Canada, Morocco, Cameroon, Brazil, Argentina, Australia, USA, Netherlands, France, Poland, and Japan, Croatia. Jeez. Jesus. Uh, are you, do you have soccer fatigue? I do. I think I'm over soccer. <laughs> <laughs> What's your next sport? 
Yeah. Curling. My next, my next sport is is uh, Bikram yoga and meditation. Oh, nice. Mm. I don't know if that's a sport, but it'll be fun. I have a question for both of you guys. Who's supporters? Who, who, who really? is this? It's <laughs> your face. Whose supporters really uh, stood out and surprised you? Ooh, that's a really good question. Yeah, you're damn right. It's a good question. Uh, Rocky, I'm going to go first because I, I'm i going to admit to some self-prejudice that's borderline racism on my part. Um, okay. Yeah, so the fans that really surprised me were the Saudi Arabian fans. And that was for the Argentina Saudi Arabia match, which apparently is the only match that you did not go to. But uh, I went to mm-hmm. the the other four. I went to you were at those, and still <laughs> weird I didn't get to hang out with you. But uh, it was the the seating. And I was like, I'm looking I'm like that is a lot of empty seats over there. I cannot believe this match does not have more people in it. This is like the premier stadium. They must have chosen stadiums because they were making schedule changes up to even a few weeks before. And it was like, they must be figuring out who, where they have like the most ticket sales. Um, I looked over, I was like, that is a shit ton of empty seats. And that was not empty seats. It was across the stadium. It was Saudi Arabian men in their white gowns that didn't look like anyone was sitting in the seat because they were huh. all wearing the same gown. And and they didn't uh, move. <laughs> until, they, uh, until shit happened. And then I was like, oh, my God, those are humans. Those are not seats. <laughs> I thought they were empty white seats across yeah, the stadium. Yeah, I always thought I saw that, too, on TV. It looked like that. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. And so we were in an Argentinian section. I was wearing I got a I got a Saudi Arabia shirt and Brianna was wearing a messy shirt. And it was uh, it was super fun because we were in an Argentinian section. But directly to our left to the next section was all Saudi men. And right in front of us, there was this kid who was he's got to admit like his like mid teens or whatever with his dad and like all both wearing the gowns. And when Saudi Arabia scored that second goal, I thought that stadium was going to explode. It was racist. That's racist. Yeah. (laughs) Oh shit. I didn't, that wasn't even my racist part. Yeah. That was my racist part was earlier when I talked about them, not, I thought they were seats and that was just their shirts, but um, it was, the Argentinian fans during that match were so subdued when that happened. They were all hunched over like hands on their heads. And the, the, I, the Saudi, like, again, like growing up in the U S like you assume that anyone who is middle Eastern uh, is a terrorist and anyone who wears those gowns is a terrorist. And when you're there and you're just like, Whoa, that was crazy. Like 40,000 people in that stadium, all for Saudi Arabia. And, uh, I in a in a pre prejudice would have assumed maybe like they probably have like a hundred fans uh, and uh, they have many 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 thousands. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's me- not necessarily and prejudice to, to not be aware of that. There's a huge soccer following in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just like, I don't know. It was, it was interesting. And then my second, again, second place was Mexico. The, we were getting on the subway uh, when Mexican fans were heading towards their game, but we were going the other direction. And it was one of the 
rowdiest like settings I have ever seen in any professional soccer match. Setting off flares inside the subway. They did not set off flares, but they were the like, jumping up and down to the point where, as Rocky had mentioned, how efficient the subway system was. Yeah. It was the train was moving, and I'm going. I'm like, this is going to end very poorly. Uh, did the, but did the coach get fine. fired yet? I think he quit. Did Tata get fired yet? Yeah. No. I'm sorry. Rocky, I keep getting excited because yeah, I haven't he quit. these guys. No worries. Uh, you go. Okay, yeah. So the the fans that I saw that were the loudest were um, also um, like Gulf State fans and North African like Muslim fans. Um, Iran Tunisia and Morocco all had wow. extremely loud fans. Um, but the very best atmosphere um, was the Argentina Australia round of 16 match. Um, I, the Argentina fans, they came with like real songs to sing, not like, short chants or just like shouting their country name over and over again, like actual <laughs> songs that they were singing. How dare and, you? How and, dare like, you? And, like, That's unpatriotic. <laughs> and, like bouncing up and down, they were dancing and singing in the stands. The whole stadium was doing this. The entire stadium, not just like one section of supporters behind the goal. It was the, it, I have never seen support like that at any soccer match in my life it was insane so uh i gotta follow up i have to follow up to that because you're totally right that was we were in one of the fancy lounges pre saudi arabia argentina Mm -hmm. and it was full of argentinian fans and so there you could again drink beer and they were showing on the TV screens, like the Argentinian national team, like pulling up to the stadium. And Mm -hmm. when a player would appear, they would start singing a song for a specific player. But again, not like a, a a one liner, but a four minute song with a chorus. And it was, (laughs) (laughs) it was unreal. I've never in Mexico fans, same thing. And so me and Brianna were saying the same thing where it's like, USA and that's all you could do <laughs> and then you saw the Belgium Canada match and the Canada chant was who ha Canada say who ha Canada yeah. the whole fucking game and yeah. I had this Canadian dude behind me to where I, I'm not even joking I'm pretty sure I have some damage to my right eardrum where I'm gonna go to a doctor at some point but it was he was so pumped because he was Canadian and Canada doesn't make the World Cup kind of a thing. And the hoo-ha Canada. It's like, if this motherfucker says hoo-ha Canada one more time, <laughs> I am destroying this stadium. But that's all they could say. And same with USA. And like someone would try a more. Um, it's called soccer is amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's called soccer is good. I'm not going to lie. That's a pretty good one. But it was. Anytime someone tried a more complex chant, which clearly nobody knew, the like they would just break out into USA, USA, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. it was depressing for me as a USA fan. Uh, hoo ha Canada is my favorite uh, Canadian hoo-ha porn site. Canada, say hoo ha Canada. <laughs> oh, that's that's my third favorite porn site. Um, so uh, did any of you guys out Maple Milfs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maple Mills. I'm for brownbutterbooger.com. 
um, run into, I have to imagine that your experience is just 99% of the people that you ran into were probably World Cup fans or workers who were not actually, what is the word, Qatarian? Qatar? From Qatar? Qatari. Qatari, yeah. Um, is that what was, is that what you guys, would you say that's accurate? Um, yeah, I had, uh, I had one unique experience with a Qatari person, um, that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, it was at the, the old world market called the Sukwa Kif. Uh, was it in the bathroom? <coughs> no, uh, no, it was at a, it was at a, is that like a, like a tea and meat pastry restaurant? Um, um, and I had sat down to, uh, have some tea and some meaty pastries and, uh, this Qatari man, maybe mid fifties, um, in his white robe sat down across from me, um, and struck up a conversation, um, and was telling me about his life, asking me about my life. Um, he said, he studied abroad in Michigan in his yeah. youth. Um, and um, then he paid for my tea and meat pies and then asked me to say nice things about Qatar. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Well, you're saying nice things now. <laughs> hey, Thank you, uh, random stranger. That's crazy. Um, and recorded the whole conversation. Um, Rocky, are you in fact? Whoa, 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 whoa! We have to, we have to follow up on that. Um, <laughs> there is some follow up questions here. So, when he said that, was he saying it like, "Don't talk about people dying to make this happen," kind of a thing? And like, you love the city. Was it? Uh, what was the take? It was. It, it was more like he just wanted to. He he asked me like. Oh, what do you do? What do you think of Qatar? Like, what do? How's your experience been so far? And 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 I said I'd I'd had you know, I'd had a nice time so far. This was like three days into my trip, um, and then he said he made some dismissive comments, being like, "Oh yes, it's nothing like the media is portraying it. Qatar is a beautiful country, you know, stuff like that." Um, and I was like, "Okay, cool." Yeah, if you said something negative, you would not be here right now. Yeah. <laughs> you would have had a heart attack. Rocky would have had another meat pie. <laughs> um, so I was going to say is, Rocky, are you in fact a 60-year-old woman? And why on earth would you post on – on uh, this is in reference to you or Instagram stories about buying a Persian rug while on vacation? <laughs> Oh my god that was Best. that was my favorite non-soccer experience um i've been waiting to talk about the rug um, <laughs> there was there was one day uh on my trip where i didn't attend any soccer games and so i sought out uh, a persian rug shop to go and and do some rug shopping question um, why wouldn't it be a Qatari rug? <clears throat> because you they're have a beautiful. Coll- 
<laughs> Do you want me to tell you about the rug that I bought? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So it's it's this beautiful aquamarine wool rug. It's a it's a good harvest rug. It was made by the it was made by tribal by Bakarwal tribal nomads from from the Kashmir region of northern Pakistan and Afghanistan. Um, and so it's not a Persian uh, rug. It was well, it's not a. It's not. <laughs> It's not it's a like Persian the, rug, but it comes from, a, from tribal tribal nomads who 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 uh, journey down from the mountains to to sell their rugs at the local market in like Islamabad. Um, the, so the the place I got it from is called Rugman of Doha. <laughs> 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 it's it's two dudes who are really really into rugs you know like i'm into <laughs> soccer jerseys they're into rugs um and they're from they're from pakistan um and so like their backyard is is where they know these tribal nomads are coming down from the mountains um and uh yeah i spent four hours at Rugman. um <laughs> being lectured on rug lore and uh, it is intense yeah yeah and they showed me all the different all the different kinds of rugs they got rugs for everything these nomads they've got they've got harvest rugs they've got dinner rugs they've got door rugs they hang rugs from the sides Uh, of their tents to use as doors they've got prayer rugs so the, the the reason I know about this was because you were kind of like a celebrity on their um, social media uh, accounts because it was like a oh, two day yeah. thing. It was like Rocky's here from America checking out rugs, you know, like and then the next day is like Rocky came back to buy a rug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I spent those four hours there and then was like, OK, thanks for showing me rugs. I'm going to sleep on it um, and, on the rug. Uh, that's pretty funny <laughs> that's good that's a good one yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good yeah i'll yeah. take it yeah, yeah. And then i went back the next day to to buy the rug that i liked because if you didn't their their so somebody's family was going to be we have fallen into the into the rug trap as well uh in morocco specifically and that was years ago. Jeez, like nine years ago. And it was the same kind of a scenario where the guy was like, which rug speaks to your heart? And going, <laughs> Fucking, I was like, my heart no died a long time ago, my friend. Uh, yeah. I am here for the business. Like, what are we negotiating? And But it was the same kind of a thing. And then you're looking at these rugs. They're showing you them being made. There's someone who I'm hoping was there voluntarily and getting paid making this rug. And it, but it was expensive. Uh, And so I'm intrigued to know how much you spent. And then what was the size of the rug and how did you get it home? Because we were looking at one. We we never pulled the trigger on it. Um, We, uh, but it was just like almost $1,500 and then the ship going to be another, you know, make 300 bucks. I honestly don't remember the, I just remember being at that time, like, wow, that is fucking expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one was $800 and it's about, about, I think it's like five foot by seven foot, something like that. Um, four by six. Um, 
and it folded up and fit in my suitcase. Oh, yeah. is, wow! Uh, How did you pull that off? They're so heavy. Something that heavy. F- fits the decor of your house or something, or is just like you're gonna have to build your whole uh, interior no, design he, scheme he, after around this now. He put it Corey's does happen to fit on it. it. Oh my god! It does happen to fit in a spot right now, um, but I have a vision of putting it in front of a, a lounge chair in a living room in some future house as well. <laughs> of course, so it's my special. Do you rug. think? Do you think they um, maybe put smallpox in it before they gave it to you? <laughs> I mean, I I guess Asking we can only hope. Much. Yeah, Rocky, yep. you did say you were sick, so it's possible. That was uh, jo- uh, before this. Uh, Josh was talking about how you both how um, Jonathan needed to get like a burner phone to use because because uh, his phone was going to get infected and people were going to steal all his steal his ID while he was in Qatar. Did either yep. of you guys end up getting burner phones? No. No, I used my regular phone, and Same. now they have my data. Okay. So I messaged corporate support at my job, which my my personal phone is my work phone. And I said, hey, I'm going to the World Cup. There's been a lot of articles and I linked a few of them saying, uh, what is your take on this? Am I can I should I get a different phone? Like, what's the whatever? And they said that with the way that my iPhone is structured, there are certain profiles that are installed to house only corporate specific material and that it is basically running a separate iPhone on my phone for uh, corporate related items. And so they're like, you're free to do whatever you want to. Although personally, they recommended it was a bad idea. And then it was like, what was it a week before the tournament where you used to have to have the Itaraz app, which was the you had a negative PCR test in the last 48 hours. And then they killed the requirement for that right before the tournament. And then the only thing you had to have was the Haya card. But What's that? The, high, the it was like a basically a visa to get into the country, which was you also asked this question too. It was like ninety nine percent soccer fans, and to get into Qatar during this time frame, you had to have a Haya card, and the only way to get a Haya card was to have tickets. So it was basically like people were coming to Doha or Qatar unless you were a Qatari national, you had to have basically World Cup tickets, um, but. You could elect to get a physical Haya card, which was like the size of a driver's license, which me and Brianna did do. So I didn't even really use my Haya app uh, and it's still on right now, which I'm sure they're tracking me doing whatever. But anyone here who's using any type of Internet enabled device, they already and whoever they are know where you are. What uh, how unusual that that you uh, that they restricted who can come into their city. You have to be the, there. Yeah. They, well, I mean, again, like as, as Rocky has explained, he slept in a tractor trailer truck. So uh, they don't have the, the capacity to handle the amount right. of people who are coming to this type of event, unless you have a lot of money. Right. Um, those, those, tra- those shipping containers aren't going back on a ship because they have holes cut in them for windows. Uh, yeah. They also have slave labor, so they can make them back into anything they want to. That's cheap. Yeah, just, just use- to buy a new container. Um, 
you should probably be able to pick those up cheap now, I imagine. Um, do we have any more? Any other World Cup? Should we talk about... Uh, Ooh. I, I, I want to talk about Grant Wall for a second, um, uh, as it is World Cup related. And I'm going to say some probably unpopular opinions. But number one, I love Grant Wall. And I was when he got let go from Sports Illustrated during the pandemic and he like spun off and did his own podcast. He eventually did a sub stack and was getting subscribers. And so I paid to sign up and I was one of the original quote unquote founding members. So leading up to and during the World Cup, he was doing Zoom calls with uh, with those people. It's like between like 10 and 15 people and would answer questions. He was talking about the, the stuff right up from the beginning uh, of when he took a picture and they tried to take his phone away and then he wore the ring. Like, so we were having regular interaction with him on Zoom calls and it was really fun. It was really cool. Uh, for anyone who listens to his actual podcast, he more than once referenced being mega sick uh, and then was also staying up super late and trying to stay on East Coast hours. And it was um, uh, to to hear that he had had passed was devastating. Uh, he's a, you know, even though he individually is not a huge part of my life, but like his podcast and writing uh, and connecting with him individually was kind of fun. But it was super sad. I don't think he was murdered. Uh, I mean, he was very clear that he was sick. Like he was sick like anyone else, but for me having a near death experience after whatever, and a, you know, without being specifically sick, like it happens. And he was definitely treating his body like a rental car in those moments. And it's mega unfortunate, very sad. And, um, I don't know if you guys have listened to the Chris Whittingham episode, which was the tribute to Grant, which he did the podcast with. Uh, it was released, I think it was on Saturday, but worth a listen. Um, but uh, what about you, Rocky? Any any other things from the, the World Cup outside of the Grant Wall? Like, well, let, let's I mean, I want to talk about Grant for a little bit. OK. Uh, yeah. Bronchitis is what they say killed him. Is that what we're he, hearing? He said that they thought it was bronchitis. Um, again, you should. The last like few episodes are extremely telling. Where uh, again, if you're sick and you keep pushing your body when you're sick, uh, you put it at risk. And that's the same thing with um, like with COVID. If you have like one underlying condition of anything and you exacerbate it, is that sure. the word? Um, it's uh, it, anything can happen. And it was extremely, uh, like if there's an episode, like I was, I talked to him the day before, like on a zoom call and it was just, um, like he was totally fine, but if he himself is fine and taking antibiotics and then stays up until, you know, four o'clock in the morning, they go straight to a stadium at one, um, like your body, like will shut itself down for a lack of better terms. And I'm willing to bet that that's, uh, that's what happened. Okay. First of all, I don't take any medical advice from anyone that said COVID was just the flu. I never denied COVID was a problem. <laughs> I said it was a problem from the beginning and I was the most cautious out of any of you. And I'm really <laughs> disappointed that yeah. it's the flu. Um, okay. So yeah. 
that sounds what you said sounds very reasonable um also somebody that gets death threats and then unexpectedly dies shortly afterwards i mean that also sounds like something that should be could be investigated is it, is it plausible 100 percent. it is definitely plausible that someone was like you know what fuck this clown we're gonna we're gonna poison him when did and- he get sick was he sick before he left for guitar or did he get sick in guitar so he was sick basically when he got there and then it was like he said like it was the usa wales match that was he's like okay i'm sick i need to go to uh the doctor at some point so it's been a minute he was sick for a long time and i uh but, but what you said you're not you're not wrong either like my my reaction is he was sick he was overextending himself and I've said to you guys multiple times, or like when I go do like a work conference, like I'll sleep for three or four hours a night and get up and be active all day. And when I come home, I get sick. And yeah. that's for like three or four days. And I got super sick in, in August. It wasn't even COVID, but it was, it was bad. And then, uh, but if I had done that for three weeks in a row, we might be having a very similar conversation. Like, I hope it's not like state terrorism right. where someone went after him. Is it possible? Sure. Do I think it's likely? No. I really hope they were able to get his body bef- like for an autopsy uh, so they can determine. They already have it. Act- He's already back in the U.S. He was already repatriated? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, I mean. Like, like Josh saying, yeah, like he knew what that word meant. Yeah, I know what it means. <laughs> We were talking about this the other day. <laughs> Sorry, all of you fucking conspiracy theorists. Like, you guys are oh. thinking that he was murdered <laughs> when you guys make fun of me about it all the time. Yeah. I, 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 I honestly don't think that he was murdered. Is it possible? Yes. Uh, I think it's a, a freak tragic accident. Yes. I mean, he did do some pretty in quote if like i mean depending on which side of the coin you're looking at like inflammatory reporting he was very vocal he did not give a shit and which also to me means that he was almost invincible anyway like the, if there is anyone that someone was going to kill it wouldn't be grant wall uh and uh i again i hope it's not true uh in terms of that but um i didn't even know it happened to greg he would send a message and i was like holy shit i just i, I fucking just talk to him um and uh very very surreal well i mean invincible because he was in the public eye is that what you mean yeah invincible like Uh, if you kill him everyone will know please i mean that hasn't stopped that didn't stop uh with jamal that didn't stop they don't care about that but yeah did you know who jamal kloshogi was before that happened no, no, but just because I don't doesn't mean that a shit ton of other people. Yeah, I don't, don't. I don't think they're on par with each other. Yeah, um, yeah, and what, whatever. Only people in the states probably know Grant Wall anyway. But uh, all right, so I guess um, really stupid. A um, um, oh, let me take. <laughs> Oh, let me take a page out of Josh's book. Fuck you. I know that's not stupid. That's stuff that I know. Wait, wait. Is that me or Josh? Because it could be either one of that's, us. You got to That's clarify. my response to Yeah. That. No, it's – dude, it's a fair thing. And like the, the social media posts – this is what I love and hate about social media is one, it gives people who have voice who sometimes need it. 
And then the other part is that it gives people a voice who are going to make the problem worse and push a narrative that could or could not be true. And so you're, you're speaking it, of his brother's post then. No, I, so his brother, anyone direct family gets a pass. You can yeah. say whatever the fuck you want to in those moments of tragedy, you get zero judgment from me. It's the people who latch on to that and then continue to like do that in an echo chamber. And again, is it possible? Sure. Did Grant Wall get death threats? Yes, he did. Of course he did. So does every journalist every day who covers anything controversial. Um, if Grant Wall was like, hey, I just ran a marathon yesterday and I'm feeling great and then he dies. Yeah, I'm going to have a lot of questions. Um, right. But leading up to like even his own words where he was like, the compressions on my chest are the worst that I've ever felt in my entire life. And it's been for days. Like I, again, not impossible. I just think not likely. Okay. Gotcha. All right. I think that about wraps up our world cup episode. I, sorry, before we, before we uh, sign off on that Rocky, is there anything that we haven't discussed that you thought was amazing and or shitty or, uh, whatnot, because I have like a couple things. Um, yeah, there's one thing that I wanted to point out. Um, they had a lot of, um, the, the crowd control systems they had going on. Um, oh, oh, my God. They a lot of people are complaining about the crowd control systems, um, but I think it was executed masterfully from a safety standpoint. Um, there were long, long winding lines that you had to walk through to get to um, train stops and buses and stuff to go to and from the stadiums. Metro, metro, this way. Yes. Yeah. Um, and um, people are complaining because they had to walk a lot. Um, and I experienced okay. that and I thought like it was a little excessive sometimes, but. The complaints all... are not, they're not, they're not saying they're, so it's just like inconvenience. It's not like we're being mistreated. Yes. It okay. was, it, it was right. just. Yeah, purely coming from a place where people were being inconvenienced. Um, those systems, I am sure, were in place um, for safety reasons, um, and everything ran really smoothly. You just had to allocate a little more time to getting to and from the games. Um, and uh, yeah, I want to. Were either you guys at any Croatia games? Yes. Did you see the no. ridiculous? Uh, red checkered bikini lady no not the i didn't see the the red checkered bikini lady i did see the dudes in the red checkered um water polo helmets okay all right <laughs> so i want to follow up on the the journalism's the logistics as rocky has mentioned the 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 amount of people who were working the queues in terms of getting into stadiums and getting out of stadiums, getting onto the Metro and off of the Metro, it was more people than probably work at my current company. It was so many and you couldn't walk 20 feet without running into another person who was working, who was helping you get to the Metro station that you could still see like half a mile away. 
it was very efficient. Their queuing systems were next level. It was it was really good. It wasn't annoying in some spots where I'm like, there is literally nobody in this line and I have to walk an extra and I'm not exaggerating mile to make this work. Uh, but it was still for the amount of people who are going to come out of a stadium and try to get onto a metro line that has three train lines. It it makes sense and it worked really well. It was extremely efficient and not at all sad about that whatsoever. There was one point when we went to LaSalle Stadium where we got dropped off by our Uber in a parking lot that was really far from the stadium. And there was not a line because you had to walk like two miles to get to the stadium, but there were bird scooters everywhere and the bird apps totally worked. And we hopped on bird scooters. And once we had figured that out, we used them everywhere because you could just cruise through anything and it would cost a dollar to do so. So we, so we did that. It was, it was quite amazing. The other thing I wanted to say was with dress codes and people saying, oh, you have to wear, you have to long sleeves, you have to wear long pants. You didn't. And, and Rocky, I messaged you uh, in the beginning before we got there where you had already been on the ground for quite a while. And you said you were wearing sandals and shorts. You know, Brianna was walking through wearing shorts and T-shirt on the Corniche because it was you know, almost 90 some odd degrees and it was hot and it was fine. Nobody cared. I, I think did that, did the guy from the, the tea shop pay you to say good things about guitar too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Uh, and, uh, my, my transaction did not involve a meat sandwich. So <laughs> the, the, it, it was awesome. It was it was really well done, but I'm sure that was very strategically on purpose. And like some of the questions I got from people were like, can you go to other sections of the city or is it barricaded off and you can't get there? And I was like, no, but I I, I can go anywhere I want to. But where for what I'm doing for this trip, it was it was fine. Uh, There there was I, I saw nothing that would make me go, huh, more than I would if I was in New York City. It was it was really well done, but that does not take away or does not negate the the all the bad shit associated with this yeah. world stuff. Like it's it's awful. Like the shit that happened, and then the fact that that guy died at the Saudi Arabian uh, camp during the actual tournament, and someone got called on it, and Grant Wall was asking those questions or whatnot, and it was, um, uh, it, yeah, it. It's it's bad. And then anyone who is holier than thou, which I will yet again judge, be you on this podcast or anywhere else, look at where your shoes are made. Look at what precious metals are used in mining uh, no, to no, mining computer no. work. This is where but I no? say you're dumb, Jonathan. Really? Yes. Tell me how I'm done. How tell me how Tell me how it's you, morally. You had not- to go out. Of, you had to go out of your way to spend a whole shitload of money to go to this place to do this. That's the difference. Yeah, I mean, I mean, sure, that that that's fair, but it doesn't that change. A, that, was a, that was a that was a that was a choice that you made. I'm disappointed in both you and Rocky. Thanks for coming to our World Cup coverage episode, Jonathan. Oh no, 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 Randy, you need a bag of shit. Are you saying that you can't get any of those things? Otherwise, can't get any of what things like shoes made by, you know, with materials that are 
from pro union shops in the U.S. made with, uh, you know, modern day um, livable wages, or you can't find a computer. No, uh, well, yeah, you probably can't find a computer. Okay. So just clarifying that, like, the options are available. So you're saying for me, I made a choice. I'm saying that you two are also making a choice. Uh, I'm saying yours is, mine's a passive choice. And it is a choice. You're right. Yours was an active decision to go out of your no, way. Dude, to give. I was forced to go to the World Cup. Because you're, <laughs> because you're a fan. I, I get it. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's do our, let's do quick bracket. Um, Jonathan. Who's going to win? Give me the next two games oh, and the final. I lost my brackets uh, all over the place. And England and my man, Harry Kane, you broke my heart. Um, anyway, uh, I think Argentina will pull it off against Croatia. And I, uh, I love the story of Morocco. And I'm going to root for Morocco. But France is going to beat Morocco like six to one. Okay. So... Uh, and then I think for the final, uh, I think Argentina is actually going to pull it off and, and be the World Cup champion. Rocky. Um, well, based on how the results have been going, um, everybody wants an Argentina-France final. That would be the best soccer, probably. So um, I'm going to go with uh, Croatia-Morocco. <sighs> final and even then this motherfucker don't, we, we don't we don't the get the satisfaction throat. of the underdog winning croatia wins one no, zero zero on penalties that's it's gonna uh, be terrible. that's exactly my prediction except for the penalties um <laughs> or uh yeah Croatia's gonna beat argentina and um morocco's gonna france was real sloppy that last match probably didn't deserve to win it um, Morocco's super disciplined, and, and that's not only because they that's part in part because they have a really fantastic Burnley player by the name Ding. of Zorari on the team. Uh, but yeah, that's what's going to happen. Uh, Croatia is going to beat Morocco. Randy, you noted on the quality of play during the England France match. Did you happen to catch it? Yeah, I did. Oh, oh, here we go. Here's a holier than thou, Randy, for exactly. everyone who's listening to this podcast. Boycotted. Yeah. yeah. Boycotted. Um, my family was really stupid. We went on a cruise to Mexico. And uh, when we got back, um, that's slave labor right there. Those guys get paid yeah. nothing on cruises yeah. and they get treated like slaves. Fucking salads and your orange <laughs> juice picked by migrant laborers. Do you know how many migrant laborers died in the U.S. that are quote unquote illegal last year, Randy? Do you know? Uh, Cruise ships are bad for the environment. What's, what's yeah? Your, yep. Wait, what's your point that that migrant workers in Mexico? So wait, by spending so 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 I should be going to Mexico to spending money in Mexico so that they don't have to come to the United States to get work. I like how you you just Fox News your own self. That was very impressive. <laughs> Listen, uh, my mother in law wanted to buy this shit. <laughs> I didn't buy this stuff. I was against it. We went on a cruise to Mexico. We got sick. Gretchen got COVID. I got really sick with I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was that what is that thing that's going around. I kept testing COVID. negative for for COVID. Um, I Gretchen was sick for a week. I was sick for a week. Um, no, like, like, uh, 
like temperatures, sweating through my clothes at night, um, that kind of sick. And no, that's uh, Montezuma's revenge. And he um, water. <laughs> no, there was no diarrhea. And then Simon oh, got sick for a week after that, and he um, he kept testing negative for COVID. They thought it might be strep, or they thought it might be mono at one point. But anyways, so this TV, I I, I really tried to boycott, but it was between everybody being sick, it was always on in the living room. And so I didn't end up seeing some of it. Yeah. So, I mean, how many matches for your viewing enjoyment? Honestly, I think Rocky's the, the most, um, uh, morally not bankrupt, uh, because he went to the most games. So I think that makes the most overall sense that he himself spread out his bad juju because he went to so many games where you only watch like four you're worse that multiple is awful you're right i'm concentrated evil yeah. so uh is gonna be that's my pick uh greg uh, the final is going to be Argentina, Morocco, and Messi finds a way to crack Morocco's low block. Argentina wins one nil. Okay, talk more about France, um, Morocco result. Where what's the score on that one? Uh, also one nil, Morocco. Ooh, they looked good in the attack, didn't they? Counterattacking, they did. Josh. I'm saying. Um, obviously, Argentina is going to win it all, but um, Argentina, Morocco, and um, okay. So the Croatia game will be, huh? It's okay. So it's either going to be dominated by Argentina or go to penalties, and the Fran- France is going to fall apart. And I don't know really? what's going to happen in that game. I I don't. I, well, first off, I hate France. The way it goes is. I always want England to lose, and I always want France to lose, but France a lot more. Wouldn't it be okay. crazy if there was a Croatia France rematch? Oh, dude. That, that, that would be Croatia all the way. Yeah. Um, I was really impressed by the whole, like, leading up to it, like, obviously being a Spurs fan and a Premier League fan. And Kyle Walker having been previously Spurs and then moving into Man City and crushing it there. And all the pre-questions, like, how are you going to contain Kylian Mbappe? How are you going to stop Mbappe? He's the best player in the world. Dude, Mbappe was basically a fucking nothing burger during that match because Kyle Walker slept on his face. With his nut. (laughs) Maybe they say he's the best, but he's not that good. The whole game. Hey, Rocky, what? What's your name? (laughs) (laughs) Kyle Walker bossed him the whole game. He was a non-factor. All right. Uh, Ending our World Cup coverage. Five-second question. Greg Berlhalter can't control Weston McKinney or Gio Reyna as he deserved to remain our coach. Jonathan. No. No, super out. I am. I, I was Burhalter out before the World Cup. I was hoping they would have made a, a drastic change. The matches leading into the World Cup, where it was like the practice matches, and uh, you know, it was it was bad. He got the tactics totally right with England, switching from a four three three to a four four two. Seconds is up. And Rocky. No. 
no, I'm not done yet. Uh, and I and I think had he done the same type of thing for for the match against the Netherlands, it would have been uh, a different result. The the Geo Reina thing, I'm sure you guys are, and I'm sure everyone listening is re- reading those stories. Like, what a wild thing! But if you go back to when you were like 19 or 20 years old, and how much of an asshole that you were, I'm not mad at Geo Reina. I'm just super surprised to see this hit the press in the level of detail that it is that is hitting. So I am. Geo just released something, by the way, that says a lot of that stuff is false, but there's some truth nuggets to it. We could talk about it in, in depth later. Yeah. Oh, Greg, G- Greg, what's your five second response to Burhalter? Yeah. Out oh, uh, appreciate what he did, but his time's gone. He needs to go. Rocky. Yeah, same. Uh, Burhalter needs to go. He should not have talked to any of those uh, people in that off the record interview about you know why why geo was benched he should have just shut his mouth and been like yeah you know do you find this, stuff, this stuff stays within the team you know is uh is burhalter benching geo uh at in a very important tournament the same level of uh bs as uh geo benching williamson at, at, during the most important game of our season we don't know the circumstances and either one yeah. Uh, food for thought. Nor, food for thought. nor should we. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that should stay within the team. Rare. What about well, sexual assault? Should that stay within the team? Rare. What now? Huh? So, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Josh, your turn. Go. He he said no already. Josh didn't say no. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I said when I said he should be out. He should have been out before World Cup. He's shit. Okay. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather have. Wait, wait, what did I say, Greg? I said I'd rather have Clint <laughs> be our coach. <laughs> yeah, that was really oh, please give me Clint Dempsey as the national team coach. <laughs> Dude, he sounds like someone who got a thirty-seven on an IQ test. All <laughs> did. Okay, when him, Alexi, and Donovan are all together, I just want oh someone God. to shoot a fucking missile at that stadium. It is like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got to tell you, the little bits that I've heard, it's kind of funny. I actually like Clint more than I did before. Just hearing him say dumb stuff on TV is kind of funny. I'm surprised one of those three didn't like pick up a two by four and turn too fast to hit the other two in the head. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I didn't realize like in the US, I always assumed that dumb jocks were football players. And now I realize that we had it wrong the whole time and they are football players and they are also dumb jocks. (laughs) We, we walked on the Corniche in downtown Doha during the world cup and it was all the broadcast booths for all the big like stations across the world like there's the al jazeera booth right next to the fox news booth which was hilarious in and of itself but in those moments uh i was like damn it if i would have been there i could have thrown some like fucking fart juice up on that stage with alexi lawless and clint dempsey and landon donovan like the three idiots oh my god so over it Okay. We'll talk Timbers news in the next episode because this yeah. went long. Yeah. Josh, how do they get a hold of us? Well, no. What's the closing track, Greg? Uh, I just realized 15 seconds ago that it was my pick. So uh, going quick. Because Insert track US, here. Because yeah, the U.S. is out. And uh, I'm going to pick friends of the 
Timber's Army Anti-Flag. This is the end for you, my friend. Okay. Cool. You can um, reach us at portlandvandy at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail, 503-583-4235. Our Facebook and Twitter are and Instagram, or Facebook and Instagram are Portland Vanity. Twitter is PDX Vanity Soccer. And now we are also on Match.com. Just search for Vanity. <laughs> uh, I saw that somebody tried to reset the password from that. Were you guys able to get that sorted out? Yeah, I got us in and um, I uploaded pictures. They're awaiting okay. approval. So <laughs> do you see we've, we've received a message from somebody? We've received, we've received like, yeah, we have like lots of messages. People want to bang us. They all do. Who aren't aware of this, somebody signed us up for uh, a match.com account. And um, is that the official story we're going for? Because what I think happened is Josh signed up for the account and and forgot to switch, switch email addresses. No, no <laughs> we signed up. No, so, yeah, oh, sorry, go. Uh, so my favorite part is that the the name of the person is Kelly with two Y's, and it's clearly in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania region, because uh, that's where all the matches are coming in from. And I first saw it, I'm going, well, what do you do? Did like, did we get hacked or whatever? Is this real? Is it spam? And I looked at the email from like where it was actually sent. And I was like, oh, that's at match.com. Someone clearly has used our email address for it. And now I love it. And Josh, if you really have control of this account, this is the best thing that's ever happened to us. Yeah, I went in this morning, um, changed the password, and put on like two th- two um, factor authentication, and started uploading <laughs> pictures and changed it to Portland. So, so if anyone's on there, they could probably find us. <laughs> oh my god! Were there just, were there any photos up there? No, it was empty. Huh? I just looked at our messages. They all just say you up eggplant emoji raindrop emoji what does that mean uh i don't i don't know i, I don't know i don't know what the kids do these days uh, weird i, I thought the best thing that ever happened to us was the was the uh human caterpillar sticker showing up on the the drag queen feed that was pretty that good. was pretty awesome yeah. yeah rocky thanks for joining us yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, for that match.com profile, you have permission to use my um, the photo of me with a rug, if you so wish. <laughs> is, well, if that'll get us laid. Yeah, uh, the Merkin shot yeah. or the rug rug shot? Oh. Uh, Velvet that, Merkin? That yeah. shot is going up on maplemilfs.com. Yeah. yeah. So Rocky, before we adjourn, like, thank you for being our guest and thank you for sharing your stories. That was super cool. I also Absolutely. think it's amazing that we did not get a chance to to meet up while we were there. That is 99.9% Brianna's fault. So I'll blame her because she's not here to defend herself. Um, but uh, is there any closing statement or anything for, for joining the pod? Uh, don't do drugs. Do you want to advertise like um, the dudes hey, of Doha or whatever? You got something to plug? <laughs> Rugman yeah. of Doha. Oh my god! Well, yeah. I have yeah, that's their what it is. business cards somewhere. Uh, th- is this episode brought to you by the Rugman of Doha? Yeah, I would absolutely. I okay. I will probably never purposefully go back to Doha, but if I'm there on a layover and I got a few hours, I'm gonna go buy more rugs. <laughs> We'll yeah, put a link in, in the yeah. uh, show description. Yeah, listeners, <laughs> use, use promo code Rocky with RugmanofDoha.com <laughs> to receive 20% off. <laughs> oh, boy. Good stuff. All right. Bye, everybody. See ya. Bye.
I gotta go close the front door. I'll be right back. All right. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm just gonna mark two minutes and thirty seconds to edit this out. Or I can just start talking. What do you mean? We're gonna be talking about some Timbers and Thorns news and some random MLS and NWSL updates. You're- even though we already said that. He already did that. I know, but you didn't start talking. <laughs> Waiting for Jonathan to get back. Yo, I'm back.